listening to Chris Talks Cars on Cartoon Channel. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chris Talks Cars. My name is Chris Gooden, and once again, I am joined by a man who wants to EV swap your LS, Mr. Brandon Cole. Hey, man, I might actually do that one. Yeah, I did see one where they had two gigantic electric motors mounted to what looked like a transfer case, and then that fed into just like a... uh, uh power glide and i was like yeah you you could do some damage with that you could yeah you could, break, been, you could break some hearts and axles there's, there's actually some uh like legit like package swaps where it's like the motor and like transmission type looking thing it's kind of shaped like a like an engine and transmission mounted together so it kind of slides into the to the body just just like your engine transmission would for a swap like that i'm sure it's pretty complex but like just the mounting in there looks fairly straightforward yeah um well i'm sure it's like anything else once you learn the the components like your motor controllers and stuff like that it it'll get simpler i'm sure Sure. it won't be just wizardry forever right although i'm not looking forward to it being too common until the hybrid stuff like i've seen a couple setups where they had like in inside the wheel hub like instead of brakes like they there was this contraption that went inside the wheel there was an electric motor yeah now it was super janky and like some (laughs) kickstarter stuff they're like oh convert your whatever to all wheel Uh, front wheel drive car to all wheel drive but this is just the beginning that makes me excited when you can throw those in the front end of your muscle car and all of a sudden you've got a just drag maniac because you've got 150 pounds up front but now you have all wheel drive you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's gonna be pretty sweet i'm excited about it that's based yeah. on absolutely nothing other than one video I saw when I was pretty stoned. But I think yeah. it's fair to extrapolate that to uh, full-blown drag applications. Yeah. Whenever these uh, EVs start rolling coal, I might get on board. Yeah. Well, from my experience as an electronics technician, when you roll coal with electronics, it's uh, <laughs> no bueno. You know, you never want to release the secret smoke, my friend. Not a good thing, huh? It doesn't smell good. <laughs> it's uh, it's not good at all. Burnt plastic. But, uh, yeah, Ugh. it's it's not it's like a in like a it's not even a that anything that smells. There's nothing that smells like it. Like when you yeah. pick up a charred like circuit board, it's like oh. Yep, we that's, had a, there's never a doubt if that's the problem because it's right. you can smell it as soon as you open it up. I know in the Navy we had uh, one or two of those on board that we responded to, and yeah, they're just like that fried circuit board smell. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good times. Yeah. Anyways. So, Something I wanted to go over today I saw I thought was pretty interesting. The 10 most expensive crashes, car crashes, in cinematic history. Now, this is according to thechive.com. And I'm not sure what metrics they use. Um, it just says it's based on a uh, uh, the data comes from U-Switch, a UK company. 
that uh, compares various services and insurances, the total uh, total up costs of various cars, how severe the damage was and other factors like adjusting for inflation. So I guess they just took the value of all the cars and added it up, but I don't know. I feel, I feel like this is going to be mind blowing to me because I think I haven't read this and I have no idea what to expect. And I feel like it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's like the painful. movies. Yeah. The movies <laughs> you would think are on there. Like, I don't know. I guess it, they all make sense, but I feel like in the history of movies, it wouldn't be these 10. Well, hit but, me. All right. So coming in, in number 10, a movie that came out just uh, a few years ago, Captain Marvel. And it's set in the 90s. And the sequence they're referencing is when uh, they're going uh, on a chase through the city and there's, you know, a bunch of car crashes and stuff. So just to give you a reference, it's in the six figures. Okay. Well, see, I can, I can, uh, I can juggle six figures as long as it's like the lower part. When you get up there, just, it seems like you really have to make a ton of money for like a car scene destruction to make sense. And yeah. like big figure marks. So it is on the lower end of six figures. I'll give you that. 150. Wow. 147.298. Well done, sir. Thank you. Well done to just add a, add a thin air, pick something. No, that was, good. that was a very educated guess. I really, you know, I, I know my car crashes. Well, I know, I know what a big Marvel guy you are and how, <laughs> how deep into the Marvel universe you are. Yeah. Um, number nine, the Wolf of Wall Street. Did you see uh, that one? That's on probably my top 10 favorite movies. Do you know there's only one uh, car crash? The, the Kantush or Kuntosh. Kuntosh. I always say it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the car crash in there. How much do you uh, think? Okay. So, before you tell me, I was really hoping that was a kit car that they crashed and destroyed. Uh, based on this price, I'm going to say no. Oh, that's painful. That's okay. They're, they're, they're really kind of crappy cars, but they're, just oh, they're terrible, awesome. but they're, they look, they're visually iconic, but they, they drive have 12 like, carburetors on them. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's Anyways, pretty sweet. Uh, I'm going to say, okay, so I don't really know the value of that car itself, but if I had to guess based off of its nostalgia and its classic deals and whatever, I'm going to say it's like a $250,000 car, maybe. Close, close again, two fifteen. Okay. All right. Yeah. But I guess that's basically the value of that car. Yeah. Yeah. I think what they did was uh, they do like the MSRP what it would be adjusted to maybe i don't know because i feel like as a collector like if you got a a countage for 215 that would be a steal but i don't know that's just me. yeah i don't i really don't know what that that those are those go for but i would imagine it's in the 200 range uh, as a collector because they're not like hyper cars crazy fast or anything like the like the mclaren where they're still like a million dollars yeah that's true F1s are insane. All right. Number eight, Deadpool 2. Did you see this movie? Did not. I don't, I'm not a comic book guy. 
All right. Well, this is when they have like some armored land train that goes like careening through downtown. I believe it's New York. I don't know. I should probably know that. But yeah, so given the progression, the last one was 215. What do you think this one is? So it's an armored train. Basically, but it's it's a it's a land vehicle. It's uh, like a I, truck with a bunch of armored train cars behind it, kind of. It's hard to explain. Yeah, I guess I would have to see that. You just kind of hit me on this one. I don't know where to start. Two hundred and ninety-one thousand dollars. Oof. I I really thought that they would have like I would have animated that. I mean, well, CGI isn't cheap either to make it look good, but well, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, coming up next, one of the better car car or uh, movie cars in the last couple of years, in my in my opinion, the LS Lexus LS F Sport LS 500. You remember that one? Um, I don't think so. I'm drawing a blank on that. I should just Google it. Yeah, it's uh, I see it. Oh, okay. Yes, it's like a luxury sedan type thing. Yeah, uh, two seater V8, pretty sweet. Okay, pretty, pretty sweet. Five, uh, five liter, five point. I don't know. It's got Toyota's hopped up V8 in it. Anyway, $335,000. That's what they value the car? No, that's the that's what the car oh, the, crash sequence was. The uh, They debuted the F-Sport in the movie. Yeah, so yeah, they went through Seoul, South Korea, causing all kinds of ruckus. $335,000. It's anticlimactic because I don't really care about that car. That's fair. <laughs> um, here's a movie you've probably seen. John Wick. Man, I'm going to, I'm, I'm very sad to say I have Don't, don't just don't. I know. Don't, I've don't been, say I've been, it. I've been wanting to watch it so long. And like every time I'm like, I want to watch this. And Victoria's like, no, we're not going to watch it. And I'm like, dang. So like, I'm like waiting for her to like go to sleep or something. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm tired too. So I don't watch it. But no, I, I definitely want to watch it. But but hit me because um, this will hype me up to watch it even more. When I move out there, we'll have we'll have boys' night and we'll yeah. watch movie. You have a bigger three hundred and fifty two thousand dollars just in car crashes. I would be I would like to know how much money they spend on ammunition in that movie. So they shoot a lot of people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so how much? Uh, like, or what cars are in there? Does it say what kind of cars? Um, I'm sure you know if you watched it. Uh, well, it's this the first one. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, okay. It says uh, 10, that motorcycle gang, cheap bikes. I don't know. I don't know. And then it also gets weird. It's... Uh, Is it that Mustang and then there's a Chevelle? Yeah. Well, there's also like a lot of suburbans and like yeah. government type vehicles that get, I guess there's no government, but like a lot well, of black suburbans and just all kinds of stuff. And I don't know if that's a combined total for all three movies. I don't think so. I'm looking but at like 
in the third one, the opening, the opening, or maybe it's the second one, the opening sequence, he's in the garage because they stole his car and he just like totals everything in there. It's insane. All right. Coming in at number five with a 28 minute car crash slash chase scene. Oh yeah. One of my favorite movies, the blues brothers. Oh, (laughs) classic. Yes. Guess how much. Wait, what year was that? Uh, Ooh, because uh, don't know on that. That's uh, if, if it's still on the list being that old. Well, they adjust or... for inflation. It came that's out it. in 1980. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hit me. $389,000. Nice. <laughs> Almost 390. I wonder like how much money that movie actually made. I don't know. That's crazy though. Yeah. That's uh yeah, I don't. I wonder what that comes out to back in the '80s. It might be less overwhelming. But well, they still, adjust it they, for inflation, so it's like, yeah, look yeah. at that, <laughs> just piling up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, another comic book movie you don't care about: Captain America: Winter Soldier, which is regarded as possibly one of the best of the Marvel movies. Uh, $422,000 getting between, close to the half mil. Yeah. Between the luxury and civilian cars, at least a total of 14 were destroyed during the film. Nice. Yeah. Action packed right there. Oh yeah. Did you see inception? I don't know if we're going to be friends after this call. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So inception, uh, for those who have seen it, a lot of, a lot of gunfights, a lot of vehicles crashing into each other, $462,000. Oof. Getting up yeah. there. And that, that is an impressive to me budget for that film, for that, for the car aspect of it. Cause there's so much other stuff going on in that movie and to spend a half million dollars almost just on destroy yeah. destroying 26 vehicles. That's uh, I mean, um, it's a great, great movie. As much as this is getting hyped up now, it's like, I'm almost a little disappointed that we haven't hit a million yet. Well, yeah, well, luckily we don't spoiler alert, but we are rapidly approaching a half million. So the next two, again, you probably haven't seen Captain America Civil War. Captain, yeah, um, I believe I have seen that one. All right. Well, guess how much the car crashes in that one are. All right. So we're already basically at half mil. So I'm going to say 510,000. Not quite. 468. Oh, we're still creeping up on a half mil. Yeah. So, uh, I can't remember the specifics. I mean, they're all these superhero movies. They're all running through the city and chucking vehicles at each other. And like, so it makes sense. They're going through that much, but coming in at number one at a pretty good chunk of change at Avengers infinity war. Uh. Avengers. What's up with these comic book movies and their car crashes? These aren't even car movies. 
Yeah, well, like I said, they're always like destroying cities and they're throwing vehicles at each other and it's all kinds of craziness. But uh, 19 cars total written off for the filming of the movie. I'm actually really surprised like something like Gone 60 Seconds wasn't in here. You know, those car scenes, you know, they, they did a lot of bumping around and messing up oh, stuff. They, yeah. they, I mean, they did crush Eleanor. I don't know if that was a real thing or not, but um, I was actually looking forward to hearing that in here and it's not. Yeah. I'm looking that up now. But I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, I guess it wasn't like a big, like special effects movie and all that kind of action pack. It was more focused on the car itself and car guys oh my don't necessarily want to see it get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pivotal mo- movie in my, uh, yeah, I, I'll admit that there's so many times I've watched that. I've watched the movie dozens of times. And uh, I either leave the room or look away when they crush Eleanor. <laughs> it's it's rough. You it's know? hard for me to watch, man. Like anything, any like legit, like good car, especially classics that like, you know, if it's still in production type car, I don't care. But, um, but like, um, you know, stuff that's like real classic and nostalgic like that, it's, it's like painful to watch them get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's no fun. But yeah, coming in at number one, Avengers Infinity War, $548,000. Hmm. And it's honestly, in the out. scope, it is. But if you think about the scope of the budget of that movie, that's like, that's not even a line item, hardly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's see what let's see what these, the total budget for Infinity War was. These big hit movies are making hundreds of millions of dollars now. I mean, now I say now they're not right now. Yeah, <laughs> not not a few today. years ago they were like uh, like we were, we're going to start seeing like little fender benders in our new action pack movies with <laughs> these low yeah. budgets. Yeah. So the budget was three hundred and sixteen million dollars. Oh my god, that's just the so, budget. Yeah, and they normally double the budget, so they probably spend another three fifteen on advertising because that's just how those things normally go. Um, oh yeah, so I can't even fathom that type of money. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, someday, someday, you know, one someday. one of these days. Yeah, once this podcast puts Joe Rogan out of business. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're coming for you, Joe. Oh yeah. But anyway, that is the 10 most expensive car crashes in movie history, according to the tribe.com. So though it was semi anticlimactic for me, it was very interesting to see that uh, these movies are willing to just shell out huge money for just scenes like destroy things. (laughs) Like it's like they spare no expense to get an awesome scene. Yeah. Which is which is cool. It is pretty cool, yeah. I mean, except when they destroy cars I really like, then it's not cool. Well, right. But uh, moving on, uh, we can go over some automotive history because it was a pretty interesting couple weeks. Uh, May 28th, 1937, 
what would come to be the largest uh, car manufacturer in the world, Volkswagen. Oh, oh it's not Ford. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I wish. Jumped the gun there. <laughs> you did. Uh, yeah, VW was founded in 1937 under uh, old, oh, what's his name? Ferdinand Porsche helped design the uh, the bug. So uh, I wonder how much legitimacy there is behind the rumor that I've heard that Volkswagen wants to change their name to Volkswagen because they're wanting to go all electric, just like everybody else is eventually going to do. I can not speak to that as I have no knowledge, but I hope not. (laughs) That's pretty corny. It is. It is a bit corny. Yeah. I, I, first time I heard that, I was like, this just can't be real, but uh, I don't know. I read an article about it, so I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, May 30th, 1911, the first Indianapolis 500 was run with more than 80,000 fans and a total of $25,000 up for prize and prizes up for grabs. The... Uh, Six hour, 42 minutes and eight seconds was uh, the first one. Interesting. Yeah. Um, 1911. 1911. Yep. In 1927, the 15 millionth Model T was produced, which is absolutely that's, insane that's i didn't think mind-blowing yeah i wouldn't have thought there's 15 million people driving cars in 1927 much less yeah. that there's 15 million just driving model t's i think what's more impressive to me what, what year was that again uh 1927 so in, in 1927 that they had the like ability technology to mass produce some like a, a large functional reliable machine on that that scale that that, that's more impressive to me yeah well i mean that's what ford did he revolutionized manufacturing in general automotive manufacturing for sure uh while initially sold for approximately 850 dollars which is twenty thousand today uh, as production numbers improved by 1925, the price was less than $300, which is less, uh, what uh, was it say about six grand today, making them attainable for just about anyone, which was, you know, yeah, Ford's nice. mission from the beginning to make the American people's car. Like, right. Uh, that's definitely not their mission anymore. Have you been to a Ford dealership lately? Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> Hyundai has taken on the, uh, vehicle for the people these days yeah so like just for laughs you know i was thinking you know i've been contemplating juggling possibly a different uh field of work which would require me getting a commuter car um and um you know because like you know i'm gonna drive my truck every day and get bad fuel economy and all that Right. Um, so I was like, what would it cost me to buy? Like, what's the cheapest vehicle you can buy right now? Brand new offshore on floor. I think, I think the, what, what it came up with was like this, uh, uh, the Chevy spark, I think it was. And I think you can mm. get them for like 13 grand. Um, and, uh, but that's crazy to think about that. Cause at the time, like model T was, I mean, that was 
that wasn't like your little average Joe crap car. That was actually a good car back then. And it was a sought after car, but it was still like, 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 like you said, like anybody could have it. And nowadays you go around and nothing is even remotely close to that. I mean, you, you're, you're talking about five, $600 payments on anything you buy brand new, unless you're going with something like that Chevy spark. Yeah. Or unless, you know, you get a 96 month loan <laughs> yeah. at, I think at that, 18% interest. I think when I bought my, that 2014, uh, Ram 2500 Cummins four wheel drive, all that it was, it was a pretty basic package, but it had all the stuff I wanted on it. And, uh, the, the sticker, the textile lies and everything came over just a little over 51,000. And I left there with like a 72 months at $799 a month. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was the, yeah. I was like, I feel like, I feel like almost not everybody, but it's so many young men just walk in and make that mistake. It's like, yeah, I got oh, this yeah. cool truck now, but like now I, I like, I'm pretty strapped now because I'm 20, I was 24 years old at the time. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely have, have bought a car and then realized that I was paying just to look at it. Like I can't even afford to drive this motherfucker. Yeah. I wasn't that strapped, but yeah, it was, I was, I, I look at my buddies, they're driving these old clapped out Dodges and they're in my eyes were just as cool and they paid cash for theirs or they had like, they had it paid off super fast or whatever. I'm like, man, I should have done that. And now I did. And I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. Old roll coal coming in hot. Yeah, it is. In, any updates on that or still just playing with your tuner? Well, I mean, I haven't updated that on here yet, I don't think. Oh, yeah. You yeah, give, so, give the folks an update. Yeah, so um, I found uh, I found a really good deal on a, on a new tuner. It's actually, it, it's, it's new, but it's, it's, it's old technology. It came out years ago, so it's kind of old school. There's a lot of new cooler stuff out now, but I got a good deal on it, so I went ahead and bought it. It's uh, the Smarty Senior or the SO6 as they call it. Um, mm -hmm. It's um, just really like one of the biggest tried and true uh, programmer for the uh, 2003 to 2006 Cummins turbo diesels. And um, I've just been playing around with it. You know, there's, there's so many different settings. There's like just generic tunes you can pop on there, but then there's like, you can mess with like rail pressures and uh, torque management timing and a few other things. And uh, just messing around with it. And it's funny, the first time I put it on, uh, I put it on the stock tune just to run it. And then I was messing with the power on demand. And I turned it down, not really knowing what I was doing. So literally, I, I think my, like, I had my foot to the floor and I could barely get through this, the next stoplight because <laughs> I, I didn't realize what I did. And I was like, oh, shit, I better pull over. Oh, <laughs> so man. I, put, I put the, uh, I just immediately jumped straight up to one of like the 60 horsepower tune, which which really is from my standard output. It's not just 60 horsepower. It's like, it's like it bumps it up to the high output, which is like, uh, like 75 horsepower more than mine plus that 60. And so it, it's, and that's pretty much what I've been cruising around on. I have played with some of the higher settings too, like the 90 horsepower setting. It really comes alive. It's, it's, um, I mean, by no means is this truck like really fast now, but for a truck, it, it really gets up and goes really well. And, I use that 90 horsepower setting, which is probably a little under 400 horsepower at the wheels um, when it's all said and done. Um, and uh, I think I'm running out of turbo. So 
um, that'll definitely be on the on the list. Uh, put put a nitrous kit on it. <laughs> well, before I get the turbo, it, it will get a meth injection, which will help cool it down. That's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, you do want more air, but also the turbo helps cool things down. Um, so my little turbo is a, a 58 millimeter. So I'll be bumping up to a 62 millimeter later this year. That'll put which more will air feed in there. a 96 millimeter. <laughs> yeah. Well, later on, maybe, maybe it'll feed an 80 millimeter or something or 88. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I might, might have to even beef up the transmission even more. At that Do time, people but. pro charge diesels? Um, I just thought about that. You know, I think I've, I've seen some supercharged, uh, diesels, um, but it's, I think it's more nostalgia or cool yeah. factor. I'm, I've seen some that are really functional and they're pretty cool, but I think, I think it comes down to, again, to like the RPM thing and you know, you're not turning that pulley fast enough. So you're really doing those, all that underdriving to, to get them to spin fast enough. So I think it just really just makes the most sense to run a, a turbo on them. Yeah, well, I was just thinking because uh, you ever watch any of Kevin from KSR's videos? No. Oh, he he uh, he owns a shop in Florida, and one of the trucks they have is an old dually uh, Chevy with this gigantic mechanically driven Pro Charger on the front of it. And I was thinking yeah. that was that would be pretty sweet. That would be fun, yeah. But it sounds yeah. like a fucking aircraft engine starting up. There's <laughs> all the yeah. gears in the uh, mechanical, the because it literally uh, runs yeah. off the front of the crank, like off the harmonic balancer through this like transfer case that Kevin built to to drive the the pro charger. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I think the fact that it's also just already like turbocharged from the factory like switching all that up and putting it on there. I think you really just have to want that for the cool factory. I don't, I just, I feel like it just really wouldn't make a lot of sense. Like why not just slap a bigger, because a lot of people, a lot of guys run the factory turbo to feed these bigger turbos. Uh, right. And, and they, they work really well, especially if you have like one of the newer trucks, like a 2000, like seven or newer where they are even, even the 2005s, like they have like a 60 millimeter turbo on them from the factory and um it's it's that's it that's actually makes really good power and it, it does pretty well to feed a, an even bigger turbo and uh and still everything spools really well and there's not a lot of turbo lag um so it just it just makes sense i guess so I, it'd be cool to see though um yeah i've never seen one in person i've seen some like on scrolling instagram that sort of thing yeah yeah that would uh be interesting um in the ultimate baller move Volkswagen has turned down a $9.19 billion offer to buy Lamborghini. Yeah. I love, I love Lamborghini, (laughs) but I don't know if there's anything, including certain members of my family that I would not sell for (laughs) $9.19 billion. Yeah. I would sell that company and not even think about it. And I would go like start a new company with another race car and then, do some other with end world hunger and you know a handful of other things yeah <laughs> that's a lot when, of money man when asked about it the spokesman is quoted as saying this is not the subject of any discussion within the group lamborghini is not for sale end quote mm-hmm. Damn. i mean 
it's a it's a pretty nostalgic brand and all that. And I guess when you're talking about a company like Volkswagen, uh, it's that's probably not a huge figure to them. I mean, it's big, but like not like mind blowing big. And yeah, it's well, as part of a business. yeah, as part of a portfolio, like they do a lot of R and D through Lamborghini and. Like it's part of the bigger picture, but it's good. That means Volkswagen values Lamborghini and they're going to keep putting money into it. Cause if with the, you know, electric electrification of everything coming up, if they're like, man, was trying to move on to a different direction, I think they would have sold them. But to me, that's a good sign that they're going to keep, keep putting money behind it and keep it alive. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm assuming I'll definitely be seeing a lot more of it in the future with the uh, hybrids announced. And then I guess, what was it, four years later, they're planning on going all electric? Yeah, yeah, or at least hybrid. Um, I forget what the exact figure is. But yeah, so good guy, Volkswagen, hooray. Um, another thing, Ford announced a new small pickup called the maverick what i missed it, this yeah well if you check your instagram dms <laughs> um but yeah so there's an announcement coming out on the 8th right now all they've said is that it's uh it's new it's called the maverick and we'll find out more on the 8th so stick around for that okay but we already have a small truck from ford yes it is called the ranger <laughs> So I they guess need to make is, a Raptor version. This is a, uh, uh, I'm surprised they're not going to like just ruin something else. And call it like, <laughs> like just How use dare like you, sir? Of, well, use one of like four Rangers old, like brands, like they did for the lightning. Like it's no. the, the new Ford. Uh, this is, an, this is the new Ford galaxy pickup, all electric. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? The galaxy yeah. was none of those things. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Ruined, well, ruined something else for us, Ford. No, go. Ford did have a Maverick, didn't they? It was a I sports car. What sounds, am I talking about? Sounds semi-accurate. Yeah, it's a sports car from the seventies. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Yep. Well, so anyways, we spoke too soon. I want to see what this new Ford is. It is it. a mid-sized truck. It should arrive by the end of this year and should be just over twenty thousand dollars. It's gonna be cheap. What? Yep. It's like the starting price where you, you just like you get a seat and then like by the time you option it out, it's pretty pretty hefty. It's, oh, it's a compact truck that'll be smaller and cheaper than the Ranger. Uh, so it's, it's a true mini truck. You know, the new Rangers, you know, I've seen them up close. They're, they're not that small. They're, they're pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't hate them. I saw them when I was in Australia a few years ago before they came here. Oh, and they, they have, have better a, ones. They have the Raptor. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was a big fan of them when they were over there. So is it actually called a Raptor? Over there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Raptamite. Yeah, so I'm looking at the Maverick here, and I don't hate it. Do you it's see pictures? Yeah, it's got dual exhaust. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, the the spy photos. I mean, these these are probably not what it's gonna look like. 
but it, you uh, know what it looks like? You know exactly what it looks like? A Ford Bronco Sport if you took the back half off. So these lights here look like they came straight off the Explorer, the taillights. Well, the the yeah, and then the front lights look exactly like the uh yeah, Bronco do, Sport. Yep, yeah, they do. Which Good I man. see around town pretty frequently now, but I still haven't seen mm-hmm. the big dog. I haven't seen it either. I see the sports every, I saw, saw one today on my way home. Uh, they're pretty common. Uh, I like them. I think they're cool. I mean, they're, they're really nothing spe- spectacular, but I like them still. Cause you know, we had what, whatever it's competition was, I guess uh, the uh, Ford Cherokee for a while. And we really liked Ford Cherokee, too. huh? Sorry. <laughs> the Jeep Cherokee. I got four of them. Go out. home, Brandon. You're drunk. Yeah. Yeah, so we drove that around for a while. We we really loved it, and until we got the Ford Explorer now. But um, I think like if I would have gone back, and if the Bronco was out at the time, I probably would have uh, went and got that instead. I really like them. Yeah. Uh, one last bit of Ford news. They, I don't know if they announced it or I just saw it, but the F one fifty Lightning Pro, which from what I can tell is just the fleet version of the lightning it's uh it's got outlets in the frunk which they're very proud of and it's 400 pound payload um it's got a bunch of fleet tracking stuff which makes sense if you're a big company you want to keep track all your vehicles um the intelligent range stuff that ford has is interesting because it tries to calculate um where you're going the data that it's collected if you've been there before or if other Ford vehicles have been there before and road conditions and a bunch of other stuff to give you a more accurate range measurement. So that in theory sounds awesome. It does. It sounds like a disaster. Yes. If not, it sounds like perfectly. Yeah, they are trying to calculate for a thousand different variables, which I mean, I guess I guess they're good at. But if if it keeps adjusting all the time, that's going to give me more anxiety than if it gets low. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if it's calculating like, oh, man, now you've got, you know, 20 miles left and I just had, you know, 60 for which I don't know if that's no. a reasonable jump or not, but that's, and then it goes back up to 45 and then it's all over the place. That is going to like drive me more crazy than yeah. just the anxiety of running out of battery. Well, you're about to learn this pretty quick when you move here to DFW area. Um, our highways on every corner. Well, we do have a couple of those, but, um, it, the, the high fives and a lot of the stuff, the traffic sometimes is pretty annoying and like missing exits are like unforgiving. You have to go like extra miles out of your way if you miss an exit. And I can see that happening. It's like, oh, you're, you're good. But then you miss an exit. So now you've just been rerouted five miles or something and really screwing yeah. with you that way. Yeah, that is, I'm not going to lie. One thing I am not looking forward to is driving in Dallas because you guys will have an eight lane freeway with a four lane frontage road and a two lane driveway. It's like, I just want to get to McDonald's, but I got to go down and under a freeway and through. (laughs) See, that's why we, that's why we live up here kind of in small town, Texas, where, uh, 
you know, I still have to go down there to work, but uh, I don't, I don't really deal with that um, if I'm not getting paid pretty much. Yeah. But uh, that's about it for me for this week. Uh, we're going to be back next week, hopefully with some details on the Maverick and then uh, whatever else is happening. All right. All right, everybody, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review all the things. We are on YouTube, iTunes, wherever you find podcasts. Uh, I am at Chris Talks Cars. He is at Roll underscore, underscore Cole. And we'll see you next week. Bye.